Praise see the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adeomi of the Gospel Distribution Ministry. And I pray that the Lord will give insight for us in this exhortation that I'm going to talk about. Today I want to bring in this exhortation from the topic will be everlasting righteousness. Everlasting righteousness that the Lord promised. You see that in the book of Daniel. Let me read from Daniel chapter 9. Where God promised everlasting righteousness. Here is Daniel chapter 9, verse 24. See, what do you mean by everlasting righteousness? That is what we are going to talk about, and how God is, this is going to be a teaching. So, follow along with me as you open your Bible to see the plan of God that He has revealed. See, this has been kept secret through the ages, and God has been revealing to His servants. Apostle Paul revealed a lot of it and it was first revealed in, in the nutshell to Daniel the prophet in the book of Daniel chapter 9 when after Daniel has fasted several days the angel visited him and told him about these 70 weeks of Daniel but what are to be accomplished in 70 weeks in my chapter, chapter 9 verse 24 the angel said 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city for what purpose? And I'm going to, he's going to list them. To, the first one is to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins and to make a reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness. That is the one I want to capitalize on today. Bringing in everlasting righteousness. It's same, the Lord Jesus Christ is bringing all of these things into fulfillment because everything that has been recorded there is fulfilling the Messiah. But it makes you to see the plan of God from the foundation of the world that a purpose to do why he put up human beings on this planet and the harvesting that he planned to do that is what we are talking about that is what we are going to discuss today and how he's accomplishing it is what some of those things we are going to point out and it all was in christ as you will see that apostle paul brought a, a scripture to us that shed some more light to it when he said God has made uh, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time that is to bring all things into into one, even in, in Christ. And uh, <laughs> those are some of the mysterious scriptures that when you begin to meditate on it, you will begin to see what Apostle Paul was trying to reveal to us in that in that uh, Bible verse. We say that in the dispersion of the fullness of time, God planned to, to bring all things into one in Christ Jesus. And then, that's why I say everything is fulfilled in Christ. So when the angel was telling Daniel that <laughs> God is to bring in everlasting righteousness and bring in the, the, the reconciliation for iniquity, and I say everything is fulfilled in Christ, we see it in that when Christ was crucified, that was the 
finishing of the transgression because it was a transgression for them to kill the Messiah. I told in the last in some of my someone I said, What do you think will be finishing of a transgression? You see, the nation of Israel have been transgressing up and down, up and down. They were taken out of the land and driven by by God by through the hand of King of Babylon and for seventy years and during that seventy years was what this was revealed to Daniel that for after seventy years they will be returned. But Angel was now saying they are to finish the transgression. I said, what will be the greatest transgression when they kill the Messiah? God himself showed up and they killed him. That will be the greatest transgression also. So Angel said they have to finish the transgression. So that is one of the things that was fulfilled in Christ. And he said also to bring in reconciliation for iniquity. See, that means Christ said he has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. You saw in the Christendom when Christ sent the apostles out and the preachers out, is for bringing men back to God, reconciling the whole world unto Himself. We see that in Second Corinthians, chapter five, verse uh, seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen, say that we are we, God was in Christ reconciling the world unto Himself, not imputing their trespasses on them, and has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. So you can see that that was also is fulfilling Christ, and also is mentioned in that Daniel chapter nine, verse twenty-four, to bring in the everlasting righteousness. He said to, to make an, an end of sins, you know that we are born again, a sin is make an end of when you, have, when you are born again. Literally, we have to sin no more because Christ said that sin is made an end of, our, the sinful nature is, is removed from us. We become a new creature when we, when we are born again. That's why he said, he just said he are, he's to make a, a, an end of sins. And, and then he said, reconciliation for iniquity. That is the reconciliation that we say, God was in Christ reconciling the world unto Himself, not including their trespasses of them. Now He said, bringing in everlasting righteousness. Let's talk about that. Because you see, what the word everlasting righteousness gives us some inkling. Let's think of what really happened. Let me start from verse 10, really. Even chapter 10, verse 10. By the which we are sanctified through an offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Watch that. He said, once for all. We have sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Okay, and he said every high pre, every priest standing daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifice which can never take away sin. But this man is talking about Christ. After he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. From henceforth, expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by what offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. Now listen, he said perfected forever is what I'm pointing out right there. That is the plan of God is everlasting righteousness. You say, well, have we, have we been perfected? Our spirit is perfected forever. That's what you say. Now I was talking in the last book about everlasting righteousness from the book of Daniel chapter 9 verse 24 where the angel said, 70 weeks, these are the things that are going to be accomplished in the 70 weeks. One of the things that will be accomplished is bringing in everlasting righteousness. And I said all those eight points that are to be accomplished, they were all fulfilled in Christ. Christ sending the church, beginning the beginning of the church, is bringing in everlasting righteousness. And we bring, brought it out from the scriptures that unlike the angels that fell, we don't know how many eons of years those angels were created before they were falling out of favor 
as we see in the book of Isaiah chapter 14 about Lucifer, verse 12 and 15 to 15, where Isaiah was prophesying and saying, Lucifer that was falling from heaven. So we can say, how, what happened? How millions of years before that happened? But he fell. That means that Lucifer didn't have everlasting righteousness. And we also see the one in Ezekiel chapter 28, from verse 14, where Ezekiel was prophesying about King of Tyros. They described him as a cherub. And he says it's a covering cherub. A cherub is like a band of angels. Now, this one cherub was a cherub that was covering. People assume that's coming, covering the throne. But he said a cherub that covered it. And the Bible said, Thou art perfect in all thy ways until iniquity was found in thee. That means that cherub didn't have everlasting righteousness. Because everlasting righteousness means they will be righteous forever. Not to be stopped. Everlasting. Never to be stopped. Righteousness should be forever when they have everlasting righteousness. But if that cherub, you know how many millions of years that cherub have been living because he was created. But when he was, when he fell, he was healing, iniquity was found in thee. He didn't have everlasting righteousness. And you remember also the story of the angels that were expected to be washers upon the earth in the book of Jude. He mentioned that Enoch prophesied about this. And the book of Enoch, that was not in the Bible, just one of the Apocrypha, mentioned that these angels, they consider sons of God or sons of heaven. In the book of Enoch, he called it sons of heaven. And we believe that that was what Moses was referring to in Genesis chapter 6, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and then they started intermarrying. And the book of Enoch was one that brought it out and said, these angels that were expected to be watched upon the earth, they are like a, a, a band of, of, a, of angels. And that they made an oath to come and marry human beings on earth. And then that was where the giants were brought forth, that were called Nephilims. Okay, but that was how some people believe, other people believe that the sons of God in the book of Genesis chapter 6 will just be the sons of Seth, the line of Seth that intermarry with the line of Cain. Both are possible. In fact, both could have happened. So what we are saying then is that was pointing to the fact that some fallen angels, they were not given everlasting righteousness. That's why they, were, they became fallen angels. How many millions of years before they fall, they were not given everlasting righteousness. But God planned that they will be bringing in of everlasting righteousness through the Messiah. How is God to fulfill that when he didn't do it through Adam in, in form of Adam? In Adam and Eve, they didn't have everlasting righteousness yet then. That was why they failed also. Because God gave them the law and he allowed the devil to tempt them and they failed. But now God is saying these people is going to harvest from the earth, which are the saints, is bringing in everlasting righteousness where we shall not sin ever. And this is how he's going to do it. And Apostle Paul said, it is Christ in us is the hope of that glory. And Christ said it that I in them and thou in me, Father in me, and I in them. That's how we are going to have that everlasting righteousness. We are going to be controlled from the inside. Jesus Christ in us, like not from inside. And we pray for it so that it will not be that we just will be left alone to be thinking wild. Whatever comes to our mind. It has to be Christ living his life in us. And but we have to yield to him right here. It is a willingly, we are volunteers. Willingly surrender to the Holy Spirit. Say, come. Anyone that comes, you are called. You are chosen. So we are asking you to come also and surrender to Christ. And He will give the Holy Spirit inside you so that you can have this beginning of that everlasting righteousness. Now, I said, He is making us perfect, making us perfect. We are actually perfected in the Spirit. That's why I will say we are 
spirits of just men made perfect in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 23 we are spirits of just men made perfect don't keep saying you are not perfect you mean look as if you are not perfect looking at the physical but God is looking at the, the spirit that he has perfected us and the, in another word Hebrews chapter 5 he also said we have been by one of by one offering he is perfecting those that are sanctified so if he has perfected we that are sanctified don't say we are not perfect again because he said by one offering we have been perfected as i'm saying in Hebrews chapter 5 let's read from verse 5 to verse 10 so also christ glorified not himself to be made an high priest but he that said unto him thou art my son today have i begotten thee now this is talking about christ being the high priest I want to bring in the fact that before I go in there, let me explain what I'm, why I'm going to that high priesthood. Like I said, everlasting righteousness, what God has brought, what has brought to us, and is perfecting us from the spirit. So we are sons of, we are, we are children, we are spirits of just men made perfect. Okay? Some of us, when we, when everything is completed, we are going to be substituted to, to replace the position of those falling cherubs. Some of us, you see, some of the saints. We'll be replacing the falling cherubs because Jesus Christ said in Matthew chapter 22, verse 30. Let's read Matthew chapter 22, verse 30 before you go forward. In Matthew chapter 22, verse 30, Christ was describing to us what we'll be like after the resurrection. Matthew chapter 22, verse 30. When he was explaining about resurrection to the Sadducees, he said, you do not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. For in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels of God in heaven. So we are going to be as angels of God in heaven when we are harvested after the resurrection. That's where the heart is being harvested. So we are going to be as angels of heaven. Some of us are going to be substituted to replace the cherubs that have been casted out because they were not given everlasting righteousness in the first place and when they fell that means their obedience terminated and they went to rebel and God casted them out because they were not given but this time God is bringing everlasting righteousness for we saints that are being harvested on this earth and you also see that some of us will live forever from the physical body as you see Enoch now let's go to Hebrews chapter 5 and see what that really means you know Enoch was taken out of out of the earth to heaven in his physical body and God said this will not die because he has been promised by by God that this will not see that he was taken in translation Hebrews chapter 5 verse 5 to 10 God was talking about the Messiah was made a priest forever high priest after the order of Melchizedek let's read in Hebrews chapter 5 verse 5 to 10 so also Christ glorified not himself to be made an high priest, high priest, but he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today have I begotten thee. So Christ is our high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Verse 6 says, As he said also in another place, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Now Melchizedek was a priest that manifested to Abraham in the book of Genesis, and Abraham gave him the tithe. And it was described to be a king of Salem, Jerusalem. And they also say he was a, he was a king and a priest. So that was Melchizedek. And Apostle Paul in the book of Hebrews chapter 7 described that 
this by revelation that this Bekizek has no father, no mother, he has no beginning of this, no end of life in Hebrews chapter 7. So then he said he was made to live forever. So Christ now living forever because he took his body out of the grave and lived forever. He is the high priest after that order of Melchizedek. Now as an high priest, he has to have priests under him. But this priest under him also will be after the order of Melchizedek. And this is what God is revealing to me in this revelation is that all the priests that are going to be under, under, the, under the high priest Christ Jesus, after the order of Melchizedek also will have to live forever. And as the, as the high priest also live forever. That is, they will be granted immortality. You can see why there will be a rapture. Those that we example of that is seen in the rapture. That there will be some saints will be alive, they will be caught up without seeing physical death. And definitely, those who are falling to after the order of Melchizedek here will categorize to get out of this planet without seeing physical death. That is what God said. Now, look at in, in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 5 to 10, I, as I was reading. You see, as he said also in another place, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, who in the days of his flesh, as Jesus Christ, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death, and was heard in that he feared, though he were a son, yet learned in obedience, son of God, learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And being made perfect, remember that, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him, called of God an high priest after the order of Melchizedek. So Christ being high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Made perfect and then he also said in another place that Christ is perfecting us. Let's look at that in Hebrews chapter 7. From let me read from Hebrews chapter chapter 7 from um, still talking about Christ being the high priest. Verse 17. For he testified thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And he was he went further and said in verse 24. Let me just read on. Verse 21, for those priests, the priests comparing the, the order of Jesus Christ to the order of Aaron, he said those priests under the order of Aaron were made without an oath. But this, that's Jesus Christ, with an oath by him that said unto him, the Lord swear and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. By so much was Jesus made a surety of a better testament. Now, talking about the other one, he said, and they, that is the previous line of Aaron, Aaronic order, they truly were many priests because they were not suffered to continue by reason of death. So, but this man, that Jesus Christ, because he continued ever as an unchangeable priesthood. Now, remember, he is high priest. If there is an high priest, there must be other priests under him. So that's why there will be some of us that will be priests under Christ and will also be under the order of Melchizedek. And he went further, he said, Wherefore he is able also, that's verse 25, is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. That's why he's a high priest of the order of Melchizedek. He ever liveth to make intercession for them. And Christ is the high priest of that, that order. And 
we are to be priests under him. Remember, we are to be priests under him. Because where there is an high priest, there must be priests under him. And that is why in the book of Revelation, chapter 5, verse 10, the 24 elders, they said about the Lamb of God, let's read it, chapter 5, that you have made unto us kings, you have made us unto our God kings and priests. Chapter 5, verse 10. Let's read, let's read from verse 8. And when the Lamb of God are taking the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of saints. So these twenty-four elders are the one we are talking about. And they sang a new song saying thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof for thou art slain and hast redeemed us to our God to God by thy blood he has redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue now he's not talking about only Jews out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation and has made on made us unto our God kings and priests we shall reign on the earth. So we are being made kings and priests. So you can then see, Melchizedek was referred, was referred to in the book of uh, Genesis as a king when he appeared to Abraham and was also said to be a priest of God in Genesis. Let's look at that. And that was what the apostles, the straightforwarders were alluded to when he said, the Lamb of God has made us unto our God kings and priests so we shall be kings and priests upon the earth now we are in upon the earth but this priest after the other Melchizedek will be granted the immortality that they must ever live to make intercession for for mankind so we have been made kings and priests after the other Melchizedek now again let me read again some of the things that uh, the Lord has revealed here chapter 10 verse 10 by the which we are sanctified through an offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all watch that he said once for all we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all okay and he said every high pri every priest standing daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifice which can never take away sin but this man is talking about Christ after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever sat down the right hand of God from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool for by what offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified now listen he said perfected forever is what I'm pointing out right now that is the plan of God is everlasting righteousness you see where well, have, have we been perfected our spirit is perfected forever Let's read it again. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 14. For by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. That is Christ has perfected our spirit. You see we are perfected forever. But we are not sanctified. You say are we already perfect? You have to begin to believe these things by faith. Because I will give it an example. I was in uh, 
the Lord visited me one, one day in a vision. And in that vision, He was carrying me in His arm and, and somehow trying to be humble. I, I had my spirit saying, Oh Lord, I, you know I'm not perfect. He said, Really? He quickly put me down. Then I woke up and then He pointed this Bible verse to me. And that is what He is talking about. That what He has done and fulfilled in us and completely we are not to be reversing that by our own false humility by quoting by speaking the wrong thing and i learned my lesson there don't ever call yourself that you are not perfect he has made us spirits of just men made perfect you see that in the book of hebrews chapter 12 from verse 23 verse 23 now look at that hebrews chapter 12 from verse 22 it says but ye as talking of we believers says ye are come unto mount zion and unto the city of the living god the heavenly jerusalem that's why we have come to by faith not that when we get to heaven they are going to be there we are we already he said ye are already come we are come unto that mount zion when we accepted christ we are come unto the city of the living god by faith the heavenly jerusalem and to an innumerable company of angels and to the general assembly and church of the firstborn which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. It is the spirits of heaven, spirits of just men made perfect. So we are the spirits of just men made perfect. That we are the just men when we are sanctified, we are made perfect. And that's what Apostle the logical saying in this letter of Apostle Paul. So in the book, Hebrews chapter 10, but I will read before verse 14. That we are, he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. Now, this is where uh, let's see what happened in the uh, the Bible. Say, I say it's not like the why do we, why why is God interested in everlasting righteousness for this breed of human beings that He created on earth? That is His plan originally. The plan of God is to bring out of this earth when He's harvesting the earth to bring out holy people. Not just people, but people that are going to, he say, you are going to be harvested into his kingdom. And when you are. Revelation chapter 22, as I wrap it up. In the book of Revelation chapter 22, this is how the Lord wrap it up. I read from verse 12. And behold, said the Lord, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments that they may have right to the tree of life. And may enter in through the gates into the city. So, the Lord is saying, anyone that overcome we inherit all these things praise the lord father i thank you lord for this exhortation let it bless the other people in jesus name i pray amen now praise the lord this is brother julius adiwumi inviting you to accept the lord jesus as your lord and savior if you are a christian that has been listening to this radio broadcast i challenge you and i urge you to aspire to the goal of overcomers be zealous for more of God ask the Lord to increase your faith 
to build you up spiritually and pray for the gifts of the Holy Ghost to increase and intensify in you so that you can come to the stature to the fullness of the stature of Christ that is our goal as believers now if you that is listening to me you are not a Christian or you are just a church member you are a church goer trying to do good but you are not really born again you don't even know what it means to be born again you are not sure whether you have been watched from your sins I invite you to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior today and I want to pray for you right now so that you can be assured of your salvation and so that your, your heart and your faith and your spirit can begin to believe the Word of God the Word of God specifically says anyone that believes in me anyone that believes in the Lord Jesus Christ has eternal life you have got to believe that utterance of Jesus and then invite Jesus to come out take over your life because he gives a power into the believers that he call being born again and it is this power that rejuvenates us from within that make us to be a new creature in Christ the Bible said as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God Gospel of John chapter 1 verse 12 now you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior I want you to pray to bow your head and pray this prayer with me say Jesus come into my heart I believe you died for me on the cross I accept you as my Lord and Savior and I renounce sin I renounce Satan I renounce all ungodliness and I renounce all witchcraft and evil powers and I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior today come and take over my life Jesus and fill me with the Holy Ghost wash me with your blood from now on I belong to you Jesus thank you for accepting me thank you for dying for me on the cross thank you for making me your child Amen Father I pray for all the people that are listening help them Lord Jesus Christ to begin to follow the word of God to begin to read the scriptures and to understand and obey it and let them be filled with the Holy Ghost receive ye the Holy Ghost today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ receive ye the Holy Ghost today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ thank you Lord Amen if you have access to the internet our web address is www.gospeldistribution.org you have to spell that one out gospeldistribution.org gospeldistribution is one word www.gospeldistribution.org and you can also read all our literature on the internet freely. God bless you and see you, we'll see you again next time in Jesus name.